Hey guys, Sharon McLaughlin here. I am thrilled that you're listening to the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. This podcast is actually a spinoff of a Facebook group that I started called Female Physician Entrepreneurs. I was burned out as a plastic surgeon and I really had no place to go. Over time, I created a Facebook group, we grew the group, we're over 7,000 strong right now, and we're all about networking and collaborating. So if you find yourself interested in learning more about business, join our Facebook group. Each week, we try to do a podcast where we make connections, we learn about each other. Most importantly, we're here to support each other. So let's listen along for this week's podcast. Today, I want to introduce you to Dr. Priyanka Mather. She's the founder and CEO of MediPocket. The mission of MediPocket is to care, connect, and cure. We're going to speak a little about this during the podcast today. Dr. Mather has worked in several different healthcare systems, and this allowed her to identify major gaps. Also, she realized that during the pandemic, there was really serious problems as far as healthcare infrastructure. So this is how this all came about. She also works a lot with AI, artificial intelligence. So, and we're going to speak a little about pharmacy prescriptions. Stet Priyanka, Dr. Mather, thank you so much for coming on here today and doing this and, you know, sharing your story. I can't wait to hear about your journey. So talk to me, you're a physician, you're practicing. How did this all come about getting into the tech world? Yeah, no, sure. I think it's like one day I just woke up. I was like, you know, I need to switch career. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> it actually came a little gradually. I was always, medicine is my passion. And I think from age five, uh, my mom says, if anybody used to ask me what I want to be when I grew up, grew up, and I was like, doctor, not understanding anything, but just doctor. And I think that stayed, it was consistent, it never changed for any, for, for, for some reason. And uh, I was able to pursue and, and uh, you know, accomplish it. So that was very, very, um, you know, one of the dream come true, kind of. And when I was in, in the medicine, in healthcare system, I see that it's it's so rewarding when you help people uh, to get better with health and all, and it's very rewarding. But at the, at the same time, I see that it's not just the health of the patient. In the healthcare system, there's so many things around it that is overwhelming for the patient and the caregivers. And that is not very much addressed in a healthcare system because obviously we are focused on, on treating the patients, but there's a, a quite a things around it. And that is where I, you know, I started feeling, okay, we, as a doctor, we do this part, but healthcare overall is a part of, as a physician, how can I be also be part of the surrounding things and make it a little efficient for the patients and caregivers. And that is where I started getting, looking into, you know, problems first, and then into the solutions. And I was like, technology is the most easy way and is available if we integrate that into our system. I think we can really make day-to-day -day interaction of patients very, very efficient. Um, and I would say simple for, for them. And that's how, you know, I started learning uh, a little bit more about what technology, what, what can be used, what technology and all that. And that is how my journey started. Tell me, did you go to conferences? Was this Google searches? Were you networking? What sort of things did you do to get you to where you are right now? Um, so both of my siblings, uh, my, my um, brother and sister, they both are engineers. So I always had, you know, the technical talks or technical terminology being used, obviously not me myself. 
But I, it was always interesting when they used to talk all these like, you know, analytics and all. And uh, at that time, those words were very alien to me. And but yeah, I, I think when I wanted to when wanted to look for the solutions, I first started talking to the people I know in technology who are in, in you know, technical. And I was like, okay, what these terms actually means. And once getting a little bit like, you know, overview of the things, then I did my educate myself uh, by Google, by books, by meeting uh, people in conferences, learning, you know, how they are solving the vertical problems, whatever vertical they are in. So I would say it was a combined of a few things uh, because as, as a person, for me, if I just do, try to do find the resources or knowledge from one stream it sometimes get get a little um i would say monotonous for me and i like like you know variety uh, variety kind of stuff so i looked into all different sources and uh, it really helped me to bring a solution i would say with diverse knowledge i was able to bring some you know efficient solution i would say all right so you started your company tell us about your company a little bit more in depth we know the mission Tell us about the company and what exactly it does. If someone had a need for it, like who's your target market? Tell us what you're trying to achieve or what you have been achieving with your company. Sure. So MediPocket actually started with prescription vertical. So the motto was always making the healthcare accessible and affordable to, to all. And we started with prescription vertical to address because we saw that that vertical is, is again, very, very, um, um, it, I would not use the word like, you know, uh, but it's very, was not properly structured. Uh, there was a lot of non-transparency to, to it. And uh, that is the reason if you, I, 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 you know, I don't know if you, generally most of us don't do it, but as a doctor, when I was prescribing, I never looked at that part. But I see that the same medication given to one patient is okay. And the same medication, if you give to the other patient, they complain that it's expensive. And it's like, how? The insurance is same, you know, everything is same. So why is it? It's because they're going a different location to different pharmacy. So that, that you know, non-transparency part of, of uh, in the pricing was there. So we went to address, wanted to address that vertical first. So what we did is we provided a platform where, where people can come compare the prices of the prescription medications among the pharmacies. If you have your medication, you can look what pharmacy price with, uh, at what pharmacy. And then let's say if your insurance is not covering it or uh, it's a brand medication or it's over-the-counter medication. So instead of paying 100% out of pocket, you can use a discount card to save up to 80%, 90%, or whatever the savings you do is on demand and 100% free for the patients, for the consumers. And for that, we partnered with 75,000 pharmacies in US, Hawaii, and Puerto Rico. So literally, the users can take the card or our app at any of these pharmacies and do the savings. So that is how we started with prescription verticals. And we saw the traction. Obviously, it's all about when you save people money. It's, I think it's the best thing to get the organic traction. So we saw the traction. And then the pandemic came and the world went upside down. And we realized it's not just, I mean, the affordability is very important, but accessibility to the right care is so important. And that is where we see we see around the world that, you know, healthy community makes healthy nation and healthy nation makes a healthy world because you yourself as a, as a nation might be really strong, but if your surroundings are not strong, we saw how, what pandemic does, you know, it can infiltrate and, you know, it can turn upside down an infrastructure of any strong nation. And looking at that is like, you know, we have to make care borderless. 
there shouldn't be a border for the care. As there's no border for diseases, there shouldn't be a border for care. And that is where we made the, the care uh, across borders, we call it cross-border speciality care, where patients or caregivers sitting anywhere in the world, Asia, Europe, anywhere in the world can access the best care, the best advice from the US specialist. Uh, again, the technology can very easily serve that purpose. With technology, you can connect and can get connected to people anywhere. And that's why we address. We added a little bit of AI element to it, which I think is very critical and interesting. We call it Dr. AI. And Dr. AI is like your personal physician assistant, you can call it. What it does, it, it holds your hand from the very starting of your journey, and it helps you to navigate through your symptoms and gives you a, a kind of a pre-diagnosis or probabilities that what this could be based on the data that we have and gives you the probabilities. And then it matches you to the right specialization. Because again, as sometimes as a non-medical person, you might think that the pain in abdomen is, is related to gastroenterology. So you need to see a gastroenterologist but it could be making a heart attack, which is already in your data, your symptom, you know, the data is showing it. So Dr. AI helps that to evaluate and match you to the right specialization. And from there, you start your journey with the doctor by choosing and booking appointment. And again, another important thing with Dr. AI, instead of people going into any of these uh, online searches where they try to put their symptoms and try to look for their self-diagnosis, it's dangerous because these are non-medically designed platforms and uh, what happens most of the time, the, uh, the, the, the results that come are either you have a heart attack, you have a cancer, or you're dying tomorrow, which is dangerous. And Harvard studies have shown 84% type of time the online searches are not right. So for that, if you have to just look uh, for your symptoms or you just you know, want to play around and if it's not critical or it's not acute and you still want to get what, what's happening with your body and why these go on a, on a medically designed platform because they can help you navigate and guide you to the right. Okay, do you need to see doctor? Do you need to go to uh, urgent care? Or you can just relax at home, give it 24 hours, it will be okay tomorrow. So that is how Dr. AI helps them to give that kind of, I would say, um, uh, uh, peace of mind to the patients and caregivers any time of the day, middle of the night, they can just pick up the Dr. AI, look at their symptoms and we have a peace of mind. What would be the next day, uh, action plan would be? With your company and its growth, you started 2019, I believe, before the pandemic. Or what sort of obstacles have you run into? Um, quite a few. Uh, first, I would say, as a non a non technical person, uh, for me, the first is I need to get a team who understands the technology, so we can bring the solution. So first was getting the team together, and fortunately enough, I was was able to bring. I would say the best of both the parts is like the doctors and the tech, technical people together where we can build the right solution. Um, another thing I think was bringing the solution to the people in the way they can understand, because sometimes it's very easy for us to know the problems, but it's hard to accept the solutions because you are, you know, you have been into that problem for decades and it's like, okay, is it, is it actually possible? Can it happen? So that happened with us. The education was needed. So we, the education took a little bit, you know, inside the community, the medical community and outside also like, you know, yes, there is a discrepancy. There is a non-transparency and this is how you can see, and this is how you can solve it or, or take advantage of it. And then um, the cross-border, is it actually possible? Is, is it, is it going to be effective if I'm just talking to a doctor cross-border? We did the pilots. We've shown people that, 
you know, how it could help them to get the right direction. And these doctors can actually work with their local doctors in the plan of treatment. So yes, I think those were the few obstacles I would say major was getting the uh, the awareness in the market uh, was a little bit uh, obstacle. We are still a little bit working on it, but we are seeing people are adapting. And sometimes when you see the solution working for, for you, you become an advocate for it and you go out and tell your family and friends. So that is something also helping us. Tell us about the, um, as far as funding, is this bootstrap? Have you gotten investors? Do you see yourself getting more investors in the future? Yeah, so we bootstrapped, the prescription was bootstrapped completely. And fortunately, we were able to see the traction coming um, with that and a, a revenue coming with that. Um, for the cross-border, which is Dr. AI cross-border specialty care, we got the family and friends funding um, for now. Uh, we would be going for uh, institutional seed funding in January. Best of wishes with that. And keep us posted. I definitely want to hear about that as well as the group. Looking back, would you have done anything differently? I would say I would have started early. I should have started a little earlier looking into things like that. I should have started a little earlier getting my fear of technology out. So if I could do go back in past, I think I would have a little bit started earlier to bring the solution a little um, faster and earlier, I would say. Tell us for the future, what do you have planned with the company? Take it borderless. So again, I always believe as problems don't have the borders, the solution shouldn't have borders too. So taking it, it, it borderless, right now we are focused in India because again, I'm from India. I have um, also you, uh, you know, worked in the healthcare system of India. So I know, so that's why we are bringing the solution right now there. So right now it's focused in India and Asia, but I would like to broaden and would take it to Europe and other countries so that again, people anywhere in the world can access the best specialty care. Along with that, we are also addressing a digital, uh, you can call it a digital medical tourism market, where sometimes it's not just end with an advice with the specialist, but sometimes you need a physical treatment or procedure from them. So that is another, I would say, uh, area of struggle for a caregiver and a, and a patient when they are sick and they have to worry about, okay, how to do the everything else to go come here and take a treatment. So we also help that, that using technology to sell that vertical for them. Dr. Matha, for those who are listening, how, what would you suggest as far as they're a physician, they see some problems, how do they go about learning more or what could they do as far as broadening their own interest, you know, as far as technology goes, or even just outside of medicine, any suggestions for them? I would definitely say that, um, don't be shy in looking at, because sometimes, you know, we get shy addressing the problems or even talking about those problems. And I think solution comes after problems, right? So it first have to recognize that there's a problem, talk about it, because when we try to talk about it, there is always, okay, this could be a possibility. Possibilities could be with technology, uh, the solutions could be with technology, or sometimes solutions could be without technology. But uh, as long as we can recognize there's a problem and we are ready to to speak about it, um, there's, you know, we would be able to find uh, solutions. And with us as a medical people, technology is, I would say, that comes the last in our in our list. And you know, we try always to like, okay, what could be the simpler way, not the the, the technical way. But uh, I have seen it's not as complicated as it sees. I mean, AI word for me was so alien. I mean, I under, understood artificial intelligence, and for me to be honest, few years until few years, it was like the sci-fi movie we saw, like Terminator movie. I was like. 
that is artificial intelligence. It has no, what, what the medicine or the healthcare needs that rob, robots. But, you know, again, uh, when you get interested in something, I would say there's a lot of communities around you, a lot of healthcare people that are into technology that can simplify, break down those things for you and help you understand and take your first step. So I would always say, just don't be shy and open up for a problem that you see uh, in your day-to-day -day, you know, practices. One of the experience that I've seen in my own family, people who are very educated, very, very technical, in, uh, uh, but they get misguided because they go to the right, not right platform to look for the medical sim um, signs and symptoms. So yeah, so that is what Dr. AI, I think, was inspired by this personal journey of a uh, family. I would say a journey of mine is like, we need a solution. We need people to go to the right platform so they don't get misdiagnosed uh, or sometimes misinformed or misdirected. Dr. Mathers, thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. If someone wants to learn more about your company, where will they go? And it's going to be in the show notes as well. Okay. Um, they can always come to LinkedIn. We have a MediPocket page on the LinkedIn, or they can go to medipocket.world, which is a cross-border doctor AI cross-border specialty care uh, website. If the people in US uh, want to take advantage of a prescription, then they can go to mymedipocket.com where they can look for their prescription prices and use a discount card. And again, I'm all, all time um, looking forward for new connections on LinkedIn so they can always connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you so much again. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you like us, please give us a nice review and tell your family and friends about us. We'll see you on another episode.